it's Fleur East here. Welcome back to the reality of reality TV, where I dig a little deeper and bring to you the truths and all the secrets from behind the scenes. Let's get into it. Hello, this is Alison Hammond and I'm chatting to Fleur East about my reality of reality TV. In this episode, I caught up online with Alison Hammond, famously from This Morning, or you might remember her from way back in the day on Big Brother 3. Now, I really wanted to talk to her because she was on reality TV before it was even really a thing. And since then, she's been on several different reality TV shows. For some reason, she keeps coming back for more. So I wanted to find out why. Plus, I've always loved her and I'm a huge fan. So win-win. <laughs> You're right, darling. This is such a delight today because I'm joined by uh, this wonderful personality, one of the best laughs in TV. It's Alison Hammond. Oh, Fleur, do you know what? I actually feel the same. Like, I think you're one of the most underrated, most talented rappers I've ever come across. Honestly, <laughs> I just think you're so intelligent and clever. And I'm, I just like look up to you like oh. a shining star. Oh, thanks, Alison. I do. When I see you do your little rapping on your radio show, I'm like, why is this woman not in LA, a multi-billionaire? She's just amazing. I love you. Oh, so welcome to my podcast, The Reality of Reality TV. Yeah, this is great. It's amazing. I literally couldn't do this without talking to you because let me just <laughs> reel off your reality TV oh gosh, credits here. Okay, so it all started with Big Brother. <laughs> then I'm a celebrity. Yeah. Celebrity MasterChef. Strictly Come Dancing. The Dumping Ground. Sugar Free Farm. <laughs> celebs Go Dating. And Celebrity Baker. There's probably more I don't even know about. There's more, you know. Oh, my The goodness. celebrity coach trip I did. There is a lot. You've done a lot. Guess what I've been asked to do? What? I've been asked to do Dancing on Ice. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Would you do it? I said no. And the reason I said no was because about 10 years ago, I broke my ankle on ice. Ah. You can't go and do Dancing on Ice like fearful, which I literally will be. See, that surprised me because obviously looking back on all of the reality shows that you've done, I didn't think there would be one that you'd you'd turn down. Yeah, there's quite a few actually that I've turned down, babes. And Dancing on Ice is definitely one of them. I can't be doing that. No, it's not happening. What other shows have you said no to? What's the skiing one? Oh, The Jump. The Jump. That was a no. Yeah. That was a big no. What's mm -hmm. the one with Richard Hammond and you have to jump on big baubles? Wipeout! Oh, yeah, Wipeout. That was a big fat no. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's all the dangerous ones, really. SOS would be a no. Can't do it. I'm too scared. What's your criteria, though? Because, like, for example, the jungle, like, me and you, that's a, that's an experience that we share. And that is, that is pretty daunting. That's quite scary. I just thought that was quite easy, to be honest with you. Chilling out <laughs> in the jungle, eating really good food, losing a little bit of weight getting to know some new celebrities, having a little chat. I thought that one's a really good one. Not only that, you get a little holiday. <laughs> also, never been to Australia, so I thought, you know. <laughs> After being through all of your experiences on reality TV, what, what is the best thing for you about being on reality TV? Because obviously you've kept saying yes to all these amazing opportunities, so there must be something that you love about it. 
That's a really good question. I just, I don't necessarily think in my head, oh, I'm about to do reality TV. I think in my head, oh, I'm about to have an amazing experience and meet wonderful people. So even though you're saying, oh, you're about to do reality TV, when I get offered things, that's not what's going through my head. For instance, I did Celebrity Haunted Mansion. And when they told me Katie Price was going to be on it, I was like, I really want to meet her and see what she's really like. So that was kind of the reason why I said yes, because I wanted to meet Katie Price and I wanted to be her mate. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? When I did that show, it was one of the funniest, most fun times that I had. It was a week long. I made some great friends. They were all just amazing. We had such a laugh. Like I really do want to do, I'm not going to lie, I would love to do Dancing on Ice because I really feel it would be a wonderful experience. So that's the, that is my motivation for doing something is to just try something new, have a laugh and, and meet new people. That That is my motivation. Isn't it weird that I don't see it as reality TV? I see it more as an experience and a moment that I want to I want to go and do it. And I, I also think to my, myself, I don't want to get to 40 and, and regret anything. I probably will 40. Oh, my God. I just realized I'm saying 40. I'm like 45. Oh my goodness, how old do I actually think I am? Oh my God. Okay, I don't want to get to 60 and regret anything, do you know what I mean? You're as young as you feel, Robes. I feel 25. You can tell that you're really young at heart, exactly. I can see that. I can tell that. I can feel it. You just lose youth and energy. That's the thing about you. It's so weird you say that because a lot of people say I've got a good energy. So I like that. Thank you. You do. So, you know, you say you don't see it as reality TV. Was that kind of the thought process behind when you went into Big Brother? And how has that changed when you've approached doing reality TV now that you're in the limelight? So when I went into Big Brother, I was 27 years old. Never seen Big Brother 1, never seen Big Brother 2. Everything that I got told about Big Brother was from my friends and people who had seen Big Brother. I was asking, like, I did my research and had a look at it before I went in. But honestly, my thought process on going into Big Brother was I am broke. I need to win £70,000 and I need to win it now. And everyone was going, Alison, if you go into Big Brother, you're going to win it. And I was like, really, do you think I will? Anyway, I went into Big Brother. I was like, this is a bit dull. I was like, oh, it's so much boring compared to like the show that you actually watch. I didn't even get it in my head that they edit it. And then I was really fearful of Big Brother. So I never used the diary room correctly. I never wanted to go in there. So every time I did go into the diary room, they used to have to call me in. And I, was, I used to think, feel like I was going to the head teacher. I just didn't feel. Uh-huh. Yeah. I didn't use it correctly. I should have used it like a diary and offload any problems and thoughts. I never used it the way I should have used it because I didn't get it. Mm. I just didn't get it. So it was kind of fluking. It's probably a good thing that I got kicked out after two weeks, really, because I, I didn't get it. And if I, I, there's no way I would have got to the end <laughs> not going into Big Brother and speaking. Yeah. Two weeks was great for me. It was like a mini holiday. I loved it. And it was only afterwards I realised the gravitesque of the show and how big it actually was. That's really refreshing to hear, though. That's probably why we all fell in love with you so much, because you weren't tainted by the experience. You weren't going into it thinking, oh, this is a huge show. Like I'm going to be famous Like going into this now. How has that changed 
now that you actually have a profile and you're you're getting asked and you're getting approached all the time to do reality shows how do you look at it now like obviously now with with the years experience I'm a lot older now I totally totally get the whole thing I get that you know producers are making a show they need it needs to be entertainment it needs to be funny it needs to be fun there needs to be highs and lows I'm seeing it more like from a producer side of things now so I can kind of manipulate things in a way in in the sense of I know what they're gonna want so I know if there's a conversation and we're having a laugh I know that's gonna be great I might just extend the laugh and be extra (laughs) add a bit more Hammond S to the situation because I know they're gonna love it from that sense it's more like a a business head on it now I, I, I get the whole process but when I started, I, honest to God, didn't have a clue. I, I didn't get it at all. But obviously through the years now, I reckon I could I could create my own reality TV show with me and my son in this house. It would be brilliant. <laughs> I could. We're hilarious together. Like, I love reality TV now. I think it's so amazing. I think Big Brother's a hard one. I'm going to be honest with you because there's absolutely no downtime whatsoever. I'm a celebrity. It's very difficult. The reality TV shows where you're there all the time, I think are tough. Like things like Strictly, you go and do your thing, then you go home. One of your realities that you shared with me is that, you know, reality TV is produced and it is a show, like you've just touched on. Have there been any moments that you can think of where you've been in an experience and you've realised, oh my gosh, this is a show? I think I did kind of realise it a little bit in Big Brother when they were doing the tasks or they might have said things like go and get ready into your little costumes and like you'd go into the the bedroom and they've got a costume that fits you it's perfectly made for you and I was like oh my god they really looked into this when I did uh, I'm a celebrity all my clothes and my even my even my sleeping bag was made for me it was just like it's at those points you realize this, this is a show man they're, they're making a show this is like you're like they're porn a little you're like their little plaything, really they're like playing with you and if you see it like that, then you can enjoy it. Like my advice to people who are doing reality TV is just enjoy it and don't take it too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I find it really interesting that you say, you know, you're like the little plaything, and they're kind of using you, but then you see that as a positive thing. Because a lot of people would go, oh, that's a bit, that's a bit messed up or kind of dark. And it is a bit messed up. But when you, I think with my confidence now, I'm only going to give what I want to give. I think once you've got a little bit of confidence and experience, they can play with me, but I'm only going to play if I want to play. So if I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. There's many occasions, for instance, I've just done Celebs Go Dating. And my thing was a million percent I was not going to kiss anybody on screen because I've got a 15-year-old teenage son. I didn't want him being teased or anything. But the other guy, I, I can remember, he told me that the producers had been telling him to go and give her a kiss, give her a snuff. Oh. And he told me that. So I, I realised, wow, if you're weak, you could really seriously fall into the trap of being told what to do. And I think now that I'm older and wiser, I can see what producers are doing. I can see when they want a story. I'm not necessarily going to give it to them. I'll only play if I want to play. It's always going to be on my terms, always. I love that. But when you did Big Brother the first time, it was only the third series and reality TV wasn't massive then. So do you think you could do Big Brother now? 
like for the first time? Oh, it's such a good question. I think I'd be a completely different person. <laughs> like before, I would like kind of back down and probably not say anything. If I saw something wrong, I would probably just turn away from it and, and not get involved. If I see something that's injust, an injustice or anything, I'm straight in there and I will stick up for people. People would get so annoyed with me because I'm like, I'll tell you how I feel. A lot of people think, oh, yeah, Alison's so happy, go lucky. But if you cross me, you will never cross me again, seriously. You don't want to be crossing Alison Hammond, seriously. Anybody who's come in my wrath, they tell you I ain't a nice person and I'm okay with that. <laughs> no, I'm telling the truth, don't you? Yeah, you know. I do. I do know. I know. <laughs> what, what is it that you've seen about reality TV nowadays then that would that makes you think that you'd be different? I just don't think I'd want to be told what to do. Like, I'll give you an example. When I did um, Celebs Go Dating, you know, when they do the um, pre-titles and you do all the little bits to camera and everything, I noticed the producer had some hot dogs, like about six hot dogs on the side. I was thinking, oh, what, I wonder what those hot dogs for. Anyway, I was doing my little blowing the kisses to camera and things like that. And then they brought a hot dog over and they went, oh, could you just like eat a hot dog? So straight away, I, I'm like, what do I need to eat a hot dog? Oh, it's the fat person eating. So I was like, no, I'm not eating a hot dog. And they went, oh. And it was just a blatant no. They went, oh, okay, then. Now, someone else might just go, all right, then I'll do it. So it's just knowing who you are as a person and doing what you want to do. If I fancied a hot dog, I probably would have had it, to be fair. In that, in that moment, I didn't want to be seen as the one who's eating all the time. I just didn't want that one to happen. So you've just got to be strong in yourself, I think. Did you still see elements of that, though, when, when you did Big Brother back in the day? Have you seen a difference in that like element of control? Do you think you were more free back then? Like Looking back, I would have done anything. In Big Brother, if they told me to go and... Um, sit over there I, I would have been like all right I would never have questioned anything I would have literally just done it I was just so young and naive and innocent when I watch it back I'm like oh my god what was I doing I was at one point wearing like lycra and wrestling I was like what the hell <laughs> did you not think Alison that that's not even a good look what are you doing I can't believe I even said yes to that like if that was now I'd be like I'm not wearing lycra no it's not happening a little bit more loose please <laughs> I'm like the biggest diva going. No. I'm not, I'm not doing this. Are you really? I don't know about that one. Listen, if a diva is like doing what you want to do and being confident with that, then I must be a diva. Yeah. I'm a diva. Then. I'm, a, I'm a lovely diva though. I will always say please and thank you. You are. You're pleasant with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ask for what you want. Just say please and thank you. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Do you mind if I have a footstool to put my feet on? Thank you. <laughs> See? Nice. All about manners. Do you mind if I have a Nando's for my dinner? Thank you. <laughs> you have learned the ways. A true professional. One of your other realities that you shared with me, though, is that you get to see the real people. But what I want to ask, because you've touched on an element of control and being able to manipulate things, how much of of that is actually true? How much do we see of the real people in reality TV, do you think? It depends on what the show is. For instance, for Big Brother, I think if you're in there longer than two weeks, I think you're going to reveal who you truly are, without a doubt, because you're in there, everything is covered, even the toilets, even the showers, you are being watched. Now, with I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, mm -hmm. yes, 
you are covered in all angles. But I just feel I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. I don't know about you, what you feel about it. I feel because they're celebrities, I think they're a lot more gentle to the celebrities. And ultimately, it's a family show. They don't really want anything nasty, nasty. And that will be edited down. So I think deep down, they really want to show the best of you. Like Big Brother, they're not bothered. <laughs> they, they will show everything. <laughs> they will show your warts and all when you're really, really depressed, everything. But I feel like with I'm a celebrity, they've got your back. You could be a bit of a nasty piece of work, but it probably won't get shown. Mm. That's a good point that you make, though, with reality TV that involves celebrities and reality TV that involves like regular people, I guess. Did you... Have you seen a difference like from when you did Big Brother as a regular person to now? What's the difference in treatment? Well, firstly, you don't get paid when you're a normal person. You get expenses. So I think we got like £30 a day expenses when we was in Big Brother as a normal person. Back in the day, 18 years ago, we got £30 a day. But when you're a celebrity, you get a fee to go into these reality TV shows. So straight away, you've got to kind of see it as a job, really. It's a job that you're doing, first of all, because you're getting a, a payment for it. And then secondly, they really look after celebrities, like like really look at, like you might find that they might have makeup artists and hairstylists and, yeah. and they might have their own dressing mm -hmm. rooms and stuff like that. Obviously not in I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here. But I mean, when you come out of I'm a Celebrity, wow, you, you are treated like a celebrity. You have a beautiful, you know, six-star hotel. They give you money on tap and stuff like that. So, yeah, of course, you're treated completely differently. I've only just now reflected on that, though, after what you said about the difference. Like, I remember when I went on to X Factor and I just wanted to, you know, sing and, you know, get this amazing yeah. opportunity. And I would have compromised a lot more back then. But then when I went into I'm a Celebrity, like you say, you're treated completely differently and you come in with a profile and you almost know that, you're helping make the show. Yeah. So it's like they need you as much as you kind of need them. Yeah, exactly. And you kind of know why you've been show. Like I know if I'm going to go into a show, I know they're going to want the big, bubbly, Alison, raucous laughter, Alison. But what I always say with that is I only laugh if I genuinely find something funny. Yeah. I'm not going to be turning on a laugh. You're going to see me for the truth. So if you don't make me laugh, guess what? You ain't going to see my big laugh. It's just the way it is. I'm not, like, going to be faking it for no one. I am what I am. I, I'm, I'm naturally, like, <laughs> awkward. And I'm a little bit, like, I, my funniness comes out of me being a klutz, basically. <laughs> like, my friends, they go, like, watch this. Alison, go and sit over there. They know something's going to happen. I'm going to drop something or I'm going to smash something or I'm going to trip over because I'm a natural klutz. So that's the reason why <laughs> I think it works. When I did I'm a Celebrity, because I went in halfway through and didn't know anybody, so everyone was really established, I felt like I wasn't myself in there. I felt very shy. I felt very intimidated by everybody. And I don't feel that my true colours came out when I was in I'm a Celebrity. I mean, I kind of enjoyed it, but not really. Mm -hmm. I think if I had started from the beginning, it would have been a whole different experience for me. So that was the one time I, I, I didn't recognise myself. I just couldn't wait to get out, to be honest with you. I was looking forward to going. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're like, get me out of here. I was like, get me out of here. When they said, Alison, you've got a girl, I was like, really? Oh, what a shame. I was like laughing through it. I was smiling. I was like so, so happy. So happy. to. I, I lasted 10 days and I was like, oh, thank God for that. I almost felt a little bit out of depth, to be honest with you, because the only TV experience I'd had before that was X Factor. And like I said, I went into it to sing. I'd never done any like celebrity reality TV before. So when I went into the jungle, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know who I'm going to see. But I knew that everyone that was in there was going to have years of accolades, so many credits to their name, people who've been in the business for years that I almost walked in there and I was like, oh, I feel a little bit, out of depth like like almost like not worthy to be there yeah 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 but you quickly realize that we're all people and we all want to laugh and we all want to we all want to love because we're all human beings ultimately I try not to get starstruck or feel out my depth but you just do don't you it's one of those things like I I interview like really top people and you're like ultimately they're just so normal like us as well they're not really all that (laughs) It's true. No, it is. When you break it down to the bare bones, it's like, yeah, I mean, especially in yeah. other celebrity, you realise that more than anything else because you're like, we're all using the dunny right now, okay? <laughs> it's real. It's like when you go to university and you, you realise everyone's actually quite thick. You're like, oh my God, I'm I'm in university and I'm like cleverer than a lot of these people. <laughs> How did you get here? <laughs> So you've come from reality TV, but then you've gone on to do so many amazing things. And half the time, to be honest with you, I don't think people even remember that you came from Big Brother, if I'm honest. Do you reckon? I'm not ashamed of it at all. I'm not ashamed of it at all. Every day I wake up and go, oh, so when this goes back to normal, I'll just decide what I'm going to do. And and that's been like 18 years every day waking up and going, when this all stops, I'll go back to normal and get a normal job. <laughs> I'm still waiting for it to stop, but you know, I take each day as it comes and just enjoy each day. And just, I'm just so grateful for the career that I've had from reality TV, really, because I, I never thought that I'd go into TV presenting. Yeah, I welcome it. I love seeing people that I've watched on reality TV shows hosting, you know, one of my yeah. favorite TV shows. I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel like I, I know this person. Yeah. I think she's great for the job, but I've watched them sleep. Yeah, exactly. You're like, <laughs> yes, I know what she looks like with that makeup. She's my mate. but there's almost like there's a bit of a stigma as well around like reality tv stars like I've I've faced it a couple of times like when I started doing my radio show or start doing tv presenting there's almost like this attitude from some people that's like oh there's another reality tv star coming in and now oh all of a sudden they're a presenter fair play to people who take a little risk and and go and have a go at reality tv because it's better than sitting on your bum doing nothing, isn't it? And <laughs> yeah. just thinking, I wish I was a TV presenter. Well, get out there and try and create a YouTube channel and start presenting. You know, I just feel, you know, some people have got a lot to say about others when that maybe they need to sort out their own homes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> this is it. The opportunities are out there for everyone. That's the thing. And if you've taken the courage and you've taken that risk, I mean, you deserve every opportunity that comes to you, I think. Exactly. In this life, you've just got to go for it. Um, I know so many people, I know models, actually, who would never do reality TV. 
because like of the stigma and they don't want it to ruin and they're not doing anything. And I'm just like, why don't you have a go? Have a go. If it goes wrong, it goes wrong. If you have the opportunity to do something, do reality TV. Do you know what? Yeah, you're doing reality TV, but you might meet your the partner of your dreams. You might meet your your loved one. You might meet a producer. You might get a job of your dreams. You might meet some people who inspire you to, to go in a different path. So many things happen from these experiences. And I just think grab whatever opportunities come your way. Have a go. You've got nothing to lose. Totally, totally agree. One of your realities that you shared is that people just feel like they know you. Like strangers on the street are like, oh my gosh, there's Alice and my mate. Like what kind of instances have you had with that? Well, I've had a time where I had a stomachache and I went to the toilet and these two girls really wanted an autograph and they waited outside <laughs> as I, you know, emptied myself. And that was an interesting experience. There's been, there's been some really interesting times when I've been sitting down and someone's come and sat down and eaten with me the whole meal. Starters, <laughs> lunch and pudding, and I don't know who they are, but you know what? You know, I go with it. I, I enjoy it. People kiss me, hug me. They can't do that now. That's a bit weird. Because like they go, can I get a selfie? And I go, at a distance. <laughs> it's so hard at the moment because I'm such a hugger and I'm such a shaker of the hand. So I'm really like tr trying my best to stop doing that now. But um, normally people want hugs. They want, they, they always, they ask. They go, Alison, is it okay if I get a hug? I go, go on then. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. People do feel like they really know me. And in a way, they do kind of know me quite well, to be fair. Um, I do have a, a quiet side to me as well. You know, some some days I am a little bit quieter. What? Honestly, there's times where I just go and hibernate in my house and just have a little bit of me time. Sometimes I don't want to be in it all the time. Do you know what I mean? I'm not always that person who hangs around at parties, believe it or not. Mm. I'll probably do my thing, have a quick drink and then shoot off because I want to get back to my son. Oh. I, I think there's a different side to me. Not everybody knows, but... To be honest with you, you probably know about 95% of me, really. There's some stuff I do hold back. You need something that is yours that isn't anybody else's. You know, I might have a few little friends who come and visit. I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a few gentleman friends. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. There are absolutely no gentleman friends. Proper devoed. Demoed. <laughs> okay, so you've given us majority of you. At 95%, I'll take that. So let's talk about your defining moment on reality TV. I mean, <laughs> this moment. Oh, you know what it is, don't you? You know. Breaking the table on Big Brother. Literally, yeah, I think that's the reason why I got the career that I got, really. <laughs> Like breaking the picnic table. I'll tell you what the, the thought process, what was going <laughs> through my mind. Before we went into Big Brother, they said to me, anything you break, you pay for. Now, bear in mind, Alison was in debt. <laughs> I had no money. <laughs> I had a three grand overdraft. I had no money. So when I broke the table, at that moment, I was like, oh, my God. This table looks like it's worth about two grand. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to pay for this table. Oh, my God. That's that's what was going through my head. And again, I didn't like Big Brother. I thought it was like the headmaster. So when I went to the headmaster, I was like, I think I broke the table. And he was like, you think? Like, you really have. 
And I was all I kept thinking was like, oh my god, they're going to make me pay for this, and I haven't even got any money. So I've come into this reality TV show, and I'm going to be even more broke. I was just so I was absolutely devastated that I'd broke the table purely because I didn't want to have to pay for it. So luckily, I didn't have to pay for it. They never asked me. <laughs> I was very happy. Although I would pay for it now because I think I've got the money to pay for it. <laughs> yes. I might send it in. I might send them that two grand and say sorry. <laughs> Nine p.m. The housemates have 10 bottles of strong cider left from their weekly shopping. Alison and Kate are trying to spot security guards who patrol the Big Brother house. <laughs> go and tell them on your own. I can't go in there with you. They're going to have to go out there. Big Brother! Hello, Alison. Oh, I've done something really, really bad, right? But really, it is an accident. They're all laughing now, right? I think I've just broken the outside table by jumping on it. Alison, housemates cannot jump on the furniture. I know, I know. I, or make I... any attempt to communicate with the outside world. It's strictly against the Big Brother rules. I'm really sorry. What do you want me to do? I could probably bend it back. I can't believe that a furniture shop never got on top of that and endorsed me. Yeah. You know I, mean? I could have stood on tables and made sure that they were safe for everybody by jumping up the, on them. If they broke, we'd get rid of them. And if they stayed the same, you knew it was a good table. <laughs> Alison approved. Yes. Alison approved. <laughs> I could do it with chairs and everything. Maybe that will be my job when all this falls through. I'll start approving furniture. <laughs> I feel like though, aside from the table and breaking the table, I feel like you have had so many defining moments. Like for example, you married The Rock. I mean, Kevin Hart married you guys. What? Oh, no. That's a male model into Liverpool's Albert Dock. I mean, <laughs> there are so many. Like this morning on its own has so many defining moments for you. Like what? What do you think the secret is to to your longevity in your career? Do you know what? The only reason why I do it is because. I enjoy it. I really enjoy meeting new people, trying to make a story out of something and delivering that story. If something funny comes out of it, I always go with it. And like, I just love the fact that, you know, I get so many letters from people saying how I've taken them out of a pit of depression, how they, they watch my best bits on YouTube purely to cheer themselves up. And it's just, I feel like I'm giving like a public service. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I am actually helping the nation to just be happy and live a happy life because, you know, we've only got one life. So let's make it happy. So I always want happy TV. I don't really want to be doing mm -hmm. depressing. That's why I get really upset. Like if I do reality TV and I start crying or something like that, because I feel really disappointed that I've made, I've made someone else cry. I don't want to make people cry. I want to make people happy. Mm. Yeah, but then... So do you feel like there's a pressure then? Because we, nah. we kind of see you as like the happy, the happy I just, one. I, I do try and keep it real. And, you know, if I am upset, I will go with my with my flow. But that I don't like to do that. Yeah. However, you know, there are times in life where you get sad. I'm going to be honest with you. The George Floyd situation at the moment made me really sad. Like I couldn't sleep and I cried because I've got a black son and it really upset me to think that we're still living in a time where there's 
I know it's naive to even say it, but there's racism. And it's nice to know that, you know, you don't have to be black to know that this is wrong. Really upset. I mean, it's really sad time. Really and truly, I, I, I don't want... I, I want to talk about that, but I, I don't want to talk about that at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it just makes me upset. Yes, I am a happy-go-lucky person, but I'm also a human being. So I do have my down days as well. And I do have my struggles as well. Don't think my life is all... Like I see on, the, on Instagram, oh, wouldn't you love Alison as your mom? I'm like, no, you really wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you really wouldn't. Because just speak to my son. <laughs> Uh, I'm on his back about homework all the time. I'm a really boring mom. <laughs> and, you know, I just want the grades. That's all I care about. So that's the only way you can pay me by living in this house. You can't pay me with money, but you can pay me with your grades. And you better pay me with some good grades. <laughs> I love that. You sound like my mom. <laughs> my mom was very similar. But she was like, you can do your music, but get your degree. <laughs> Did she? Yeah. Oh, I love your yeah. mom. She's a very wise woman. <laughs> she's very, she's very wise. <laughs> so, how do you think reality TV has has changed your life? Reality TV completely changed my life. Made me a mom. Gave me a career. Gave me purpose. How amazing is that? Oh, that is amazing. What would you say is your after being through so many experiences on reality TV and living a lot of your life through reality TV? What is your ultimate reality? Well, the ultimate reality is literally right here, right now, isn't it? What you can see is always going to be a reality. So you actually realise your reality is pretty small, really, because what I see here, this is my reality. This is where I'm at. It's not a massive reality. So that's a bit deep, isn't it? <laughs> Ultimately, your reality is this right now. You're my reality right now, girl. Oh, you. I love that. I'm, I'm part of your reality today. This is our reality and that's why you've got to enjoy life and take those moments and just grasp them and enjoy them. Because honestly, I know on my deathbed, I'm going to look back and go, wow, that was great. That was a great ride. Now on to the next. Let's see what heaven's like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be amazing with you there, Alison, I tell you. Oh, it is going to be amazing. <laughs> and you, I can't wait. I just want to have, in heaven, I just want hair like you. I just want big hair. If I don't have big hair in heaven, I won't be happy. It's on the I list. want your hair. You put it out there. I want Fleur's hair. That would make me happy. <laughs> oh, Alison, honestly, I don't think I've laughed this much. We're talking oh. to anybody like you. You're such a ray of light. You're just such a positive person. And I'm just so happy that you shared your realities with me and you've got to show different sides of you that I don't think many people have seen before. So thanks a lot for that. Thank you, darling. I don't show it all the time, only to special people like you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> I love you, Fleur. Thanks for having me. Did we just become best friends? I think we did. How exciting. Oh, I loved talking to Alison. I learned so much about her career and she's achieved so much since breaking that table. <laughs> she just proves that there is a huge career that you can have after reality TV. 
Now, if you enjoyed that episode, tell the world about it. Use the hashtag reality of reality TV and tag me at Fleur East on socials. And if you use an Apple podcast to listen to us, make sure you rate and review the show. And wherever you're listening, make sure you subscribe so you can get all the fresh episodes as soon as they drop. You can catch me on Hits Radio Breakfast every morning from six and join me for more realities every single Tuesday. In the next episode, I speak to the winner of Love Island, my curly-haired sister, Amber Gill. It was worse for me watching it than it was actually doing it. Like, I was watching it, I was like, (gasps) See ya.